Welcome, friends, families, and 40-year-old stepchildren. I'm Aaron. I'm Tom. And this is Baby's First Watch List. And this is April. <laughs> April's here. Today we are discussing one of the most quoted movies in our respective high school and college careers. It's 2008 Step Brothers. Very nostalgic for me. Yeah, very much so. Me too. This the, new- the feral era was a very specific time in my life. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we were kind of the perfect age for yeah, it. Yeah, right? 100%. Um, so this, I call it a new classic. <laughs> yeah, sure. New classic Roger Ebert comedy. didn't think so. No. Was directed by Adam McKay and stars co-writer Will Ferrell and co-story come-upper John C. Riley. Okay, which is the technical term. Yeah. That's how Hollywood... Uh, it's very confusing because, it. all right, it's not. Adam McKay, Will Ferrell, and John C. Riley came up with the story for this movie, and the screenplay is by Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. Yeah, so they talked about it. Uh, I, I'll just get to it now. Um, while they were making Talladega Nights together, they were when they were editing it, they, Shake and bake. <laughs> they were sort of like, you know, messing around thinking of what the next movie was going to be, and all they kept talking about, the one thing that like got them on this movie was imagining the two of them in bunk beds <laughs> and that was where the idea for Step Brothers came from that's good and so uh, uh john c Riley probably helped out with the the, the, the game planning and process. all that stuff but didn't yeah. actually do the screenplay cool um this movie was co-produced by judd apatow who is known for 40 year old virgin knocked up um what else yeah what else is he known for funny people funny people i don't know he uh, produce a lot of stuff like anytime there's oh, uh, like King of Staten Island and, um, and train wreck yeah exactly I yeah. was gonna say anytime that you have like a comedian who has like a moment of of, of uh, being serious that's yeah. Judd Apatow usually um, yep those are all the movies in his top like paragraph on Wikipedia except for This is 40 yep. which is a spinoff of um, Knocked Up yep and The Bubble 2022 I don't know that don't either um I know Judd Apatow for making movies that are half an hour too long. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, This one, not so. This one's fine. Yeah, this one's fine. Um, so the cinematographer is his name is Oliver Wood. Yes, I actually was. I wrote him down. Oliver Wood, the Quidditch champion. (laughs) From our uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone fans. I loved all the the movie. Oliver Wood was like so cute. Is that it? Um, no. So <laughs> Oliver is that it Wood, on Oliver Wood? Okay. Oliver Wood, the cinematographer, has a crazy resume. Did you see? Uh, I didn't. I'm looking him up right now. No, uh, don't look it up. Okay, because I've heard of him before. Because we've made that reference before, but I don't know. I don't remember what he's done. So he did Step Brothers. He did Talladega Nights. He did Freaky Friday. He did Face Off, and he did the Bourne trilogy. Listen, where's his Oscar? He has a BAFTA. Good. For Bourne? One of the Bourne <laughs> yeah, movies? Yeah, yeah. Ultimatum. Um, so released in the summer of 2008, in the end of the dog days of July, Step Brothers, I put Step Brothers, <laughs> was a critical mixed bag, but a commercial success. It currently has a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. Rude. Like, Not terrible, though, for like comedies. Especially and, a stupid comedy. And like honestly, this. like the consensus on Rotten Tomatoes is that like... If you like Farrell and Riley, you'll like this. And if you don't, you won't. Which, yeah. At the time, how many Farrell-Riley vehicles were there? Was it just Talladega Nights? Um, 
Yeah, maybe. I think this was the second one. And then I don't even know. Was there any in between? I know they did Holmes and Watson, which was apparently terrible. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I always see them as like. Yeah. Like, like a, oh, they're a comedy duo. Yeah. But I guess you're right. They don't do too much. But the ones they do besides Holmes and Watson. Which we didn't see, to be fair. Iconic. Um, <laughs> well, and then also, are we going to talk about the drama? Oh, well, we will. Because it's the three maybe, of them. Maybe in the discussion. It's the three of them. Maybe in the discussion yeah. point. Because I do ask about, um, Adam, I asked you to rank all the Adam McKay directed movies. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about it. I didn't it. look at them, but I will. There is drama, unfortunately. Yeah. Reportedly. Yeah. Um, I don't know them. So, but yeah, there's drama. It's sad. Um, many moviegoers loved it, however. I did. I, saw, I think I saw it in theaters. I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters too. It made 128.1 million dollars on a surprisingly big 65 million dollar budget. Where did that budget come from? <laughs> you got Catherine Hahn, baby. Yeah, exactly. And like her gotta, first, like major pay role. Out. Adam Scott, his first major role. I know. Yeah, it's so. I don't know why. I mean, I guess like think about it. Like Rob the, Riggle, his first major role. The boat. It's like you got. Yeah, you got the boat, boat stuff. crashing. You got to yeah. set up the Catalina wine mixer. You got a lot of like um, stunts that you have to do. Yeah. So. You bury you the, somebody alive. You got the drum set. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there, there is Some a lot going on. Some prosthetics that we won't yep. talk about. Yep. I will um, reference. <laughs> uh, since its release, I music. Think, there's a lot of music. Yeah, there is a lot maybe, of music. Maybe a lot of That's ones true. to the soundtrack. Um, it's become, in my opinion, a new comedy classic, and it resulted in a canceled rap album. Yes. Apparently, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, the plan was for them to do a rap album. Yes. And a sequel that has never come to fruition. That part of the Wikipedia I don't page like where that, was random and I don't weird. like where that was going. It, it was doesn't like, need a sequel. It, there was nothing written. Right. And it was like, oh, right after it came out, Adam McKay was like, yeah, we're doing a sequel. And then like a couple years later, he was like, I don't know. And then he was back to like, yeah. And then it's like, no. And then like. Farrell said no. No. John C. Riley was like, I don't think so. John C. Riley was like, we don't like if, if there's not a good idea, we're not going to do yeah, it. Yeah. So I it felt weird yeah. to me. Maybe that was part of the drama. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, still, the impressive cast and quotable lines make this one of the best ferals of the 2000s. It is one of the most quotable movies I think I've ever watched. I find it to be, like, if you say I Catalina... I find it to be a mix between Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you say Catalina Wine Mixer, yes. if you say there's so much room for activities, yeah. if you say, did we just become best friends, yes. if you just say John Stamos, yeah. people know what People you're know. talking about if you sing acapella sweet child of mine or <laughs> <laughs> or that one yeah or that one um if like you say oh we say it all the time like oh we're 80s joel cover yeah, band. 80s joel like it's so like we don't if do you that say, man we're just doing 80s joel <laughs> if you say like i didn't order the salmon <laughs> hopefully you're not quoting any of the Catherine Hahn lines uh no there's <laughs> and also there's a lot of lines that we can't say because yes. they're really that will uh, be redacted. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but your voice is like a mix between Fergie and Jesus. It's so good. <laughs> Not Fergie singing the national anthem, though. No. Unfortunately, no, 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 no. <laughs> Shout out Draymond Green. Oh my God. So yeah, I love Step Brothers. I I'm surprised my dad's never seen it. Yeah, hopefully he will wild. have listened. Hopefully, hopefully he will have seen it by the time this comes out. I'm going to tell him that this yeah. week is a Step Brothers. You got to watch it week. Maybe I'll force him to watch it during like Sunday dinner or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would watch it again. I got yeah. this. Was, I said last week on my Desert Island movies list. This was on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, All of the mid 2000s ferals except for Blades of Glory. <laughs> I. Pr- 
prefer Talladega Nights to this one. I this is up there. It's 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 those two and Anchorman are like right right up. There. I love Anchorman too. I think that Talladega John C. Nights. John Riley wasn't in Anchorman, was he? No, I don't think so. Um, Talladega Nights is my number one, and I love Elf too, but I don't count that. That's in a separate no, category that's for me. That's different. Um, it's not a raunchy comedy, right? Like, exactly. These are raunchy comedies. Yeah, these are vulgar comedies. Yeah, although. This is the first rated R one. The others are PG-13. Really? Right? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm not looking that up, so. Um, I'm pretty sure. No, I believe you. So that's what I got on Step Brothers. I didn't put the runtime in, but it's short. Yeah. It's like 90-something minutes. And that's our episode. We'll see you later. <laughs> um, so, Tom. I'm, I'm currently looking up uh, John C. Reilly's filmography to see if he was in any other. He's low-key like in more Paul Thomas Anderson movies than in movies with Will Ferrell. John C. Riley's an Oscar nominee. Yeah, he is. He's, John C. Riley's great. He's number one. He's super um, into dramatic roles that yeah. you don't think. He's been in like Terrence Malick movies. Yeah, number yeah. two. Which, by the way, did you know that? Um, I looked it up today. Roger Ebert's last review was a Terrence Malick movie. Which one was it? It was like something like it The Wonder Life, or something. Okay. Um, and also, John C. Riley actually is a really good singer. Yeah. So um, he didn't. He he doesn't sing in this movie. Right? Yeah, he does. If well, you wanna get down oh, on yeah, these, yeah, and yeah. it's like an appropriate. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and he also does boats and hose. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so he's a very, very distinguished actor. Yeah, he is. Um, so I'm not surprised. He's also in. We need to talk about Kevin. Remember that? He was the dad in that one. That yeah. movie is wild. I think of him as um outside of the Will Ferrell stuff to um be in. Uh, he's in Chicago. He was in, um, oh yeah, Manon just texted us about the uh, Lakers Showtime show, Winning Time. Uh, we're gonna talk about that. That's part of the drama. Yeah, that's part of the drama. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did. He was see like John C. Riley. He was in Anchorman too, but he did. He was, it was a cameo. Okay. okay. Um, but I think it's just these these two, and then Holmes and Watson. Holmes and Watson. That's wild. He's to been me. In, he's been in three movies with Will Ferrell, and he's been in four Paul Thomas Anderson movies. So arguably, he's more. A More Paul a Thomas PTA Anderson guy. guy than is he in the Will Master? Uh, he's in Licorice Pizza. Yeah. Because remember he was uh yeah the one guy the like uh the Frankenstein guy or yep. monster guy or whatever. Yep. Um, he was in Hard Eight. Okay. He was in where is Paul Thomas Anderson? Here? I feel like he'd be in the Master. He was in Magnolia. Oh. And he was in Boogie Nights. Oh, okay. I I knew he was in Boogie Nights. Yeah. Okay. And that's cool. his four. Love him. He's my king. Yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. He was in a Scorsese, which Gangs of New York. He was in, um, he was in a Tim and Eric billion dollar movie. Remember, we watched the Laurel and Hardy movie. Yes, yeah, Dan and Ollie. He was in that. He was so good in that. Um, he was in the Lobster. Like he's in so much like random stuff. Ugh, hated the Lobster. I I can predict every single time that you're gonna. <laughs> I hate that movie. Um, he's also Wreck It Ralph. Of course, which is great. I'm going to wreck it. <laughs> All right, give us a summary of Step Brothers. All right, I think I did a pretty good job here. Okay. I tried to weave some jokes in. And There's some not in. like that much that happens. There's a decent amount that happens in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Step Brothers. We begin with a black screen and a quote from then United States President George W. Bush. Families is where our nation finds hope where wings take dream. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, you saw Will Ferrell as... George W. Bush at Madison Square Garden. Um, it was not. It was in the Rockefeller theater, Center. It was in the theater district somewhere. Okay. Because of one of the jokes. Of one that of he the made, jokes he makes, yeah. Which I will not be repeating. Um, <laughs> but you saw it like the one that was taped for HBO. Yes, I don't know if it's still on HBO. 
It probably I, is. I hope it is. I'm sure uh, it is. Where he played George W. Bush and did like a whole one-man show kind of thing. Good stuff. It's It was great. I Funny. loved it. I was yeah. like the perfect age for it. I was like 15. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. So 39-year-old Brendan Huff, played by Will Ferrell, and 40-year-old Dale Doback, played by John C. Riley, are immature adults still living at home with their parents. Brennan lives with his divorced mom, Nancy, played by Mary Steenbergen, and Dale lives with his widowed dad, Robert, played by Richard Jenkins. At some kind of work conference, and, you know, details don't matter, Robert meets Nancy by making an awkward comment on stage while delivering her presentation, and they quickly fall in love and marry. Neither Brennan nor Dale is excited about this, with both airing their grievances at their new parents' wedding. The situation forces Brennan and Dale to live together, two grown men sharing a bedroom as stepbrothers, the walls decorated with various 80s, 90s, and sci-fi-related nostalgia. Dale gives Brennan a tour of the house, giving him one major rule. Do not touch my drum set. Yep. The stepbrothers' relationship begins in kind of a rough way. Neither wants to share their parent with the other, and they initially despise each other. After one confrontation, Brennan breaks Dale's number one rule by slamming around on the drums, screaming, and bashing the drumsticks as hard as he can. Shortly thereafter, Dale comes home to see Brennan sweating on the couch, allegedly watching the TV show Cops, but Dale inspects his drum set to find a crack on one of the drumsticks. After Dale accuses him of touching his drum set, Brennan takes offense and runs upstairs to rub a very sensitive part of his body on the drum set repeatedly. <laughs> Dale tackles Brennan into the ground, and the two brawl to the point of knocking each other out cold with a simultaneous bat-slash-golf club shot to the head. Nancy and Robert return home and scold their sons, grounding them by taking away their TV for a week and ordering them to find jobs within a month. One night, Dale and Brennan begin to sleepwalk, and they destroy the family kitchen, stuffing couch pillows in the oven and Nancy's purse in the refrigerator. Shortly thereafter, the family is visited by Brennan's arrogant, arrogant younger brother, Derek, played by Adam Scott, who is a successful helicopter leasing agent and a real estate agent. This is He's introduced in one of the best ways, which is the uh, Sweet Child of Mine yes. segment with Catherine Hahn and Something just something's going on outside uh, and their children, which if you don't know what we're talking about, if you haven't seen this movie 8,000 times like us, just look it up on YouTube. It's It's a great scene. And it's one of the few scenes where, like, Adam Scott is a bad guy. So Yeah. Uh, we don't normally see that at all. No. This was his first comedic role. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Um, now he's back to drama. Yep. He, uh, Derek ridicules both Dale and Brennan and visits them in their treehouse, where Dale punches him in the face and knocks him down the ladder. <laughs> Brennan gains respect for Dale for standing up to Derek. And not only that, but Derek's wife, Alice, played by Catherine Hahn, finds Dale's courage attractive and begins an affair with him. Yes. <laughs> That's a very nice... A very torrid affair. (laughs) From here, Brennan and Dale start to bond over their shared pop culture taste, and Dale even gets Brennan to open up to the point where he reveals his beautiful singing voice to the song Something to Talk About. (laughs) Let's give him something to talk about. And then he like scats at the end. (laughs) (laughs) When Brennan trails off of singing, Dale describes Brennan's voice as a mix between Fergie and Jesus. True. And so the pair heads off to job interviews together. They wear tuxedos to the interviews, and they offend the interviewers in various ways. And on top of that, on the way home, they are bullied and assaulted by school children. Soon after, Robert and Nancy reveal to their sons that with Derek's help, they plan on selling the house, retiring, and traveling the world on Robert's sailboat. They also sign Brendan and Dale up for therapy, which, like, yeah, sure. Probably should have been done before then. Yeah. Uh, Brendan is attracted to his therapist immediately, but the attraction is not mutual. I didn't like this story. I didn't like that storyline. No, it's very 2008. Yeah. Uh, 
Brennan and Dale spend some time thwarting Derek's efforts to sell the house, dressing up during house showings as racist neighbors, and once acting as if Brendan died on the floor Brennan. overnight. Brennan. <laughs> died on the floor overnight, staving off the home sale for the time being. <laughs> so funny. I'm sorry. That's he was like, it was only since last night. <laughs> he was like painted purple. <laughs> he was like... <laughs> <sighs> the family then celebrates Derek's birthday, and Dale and Brennan present a pitch video for their entertainment company, Prestige Worldwide, that includes a music video titled Boats and Hose. It's very um, Entertainment 360. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for yeah. sure. From Parks and Rec. The video, filmed on um, Robert's boat without his permission or knowledge, shows the boat crashing. <laughs> it's just the most, like, plot holy thing yes. that I don't care. I think it's yes. hilarious. Uh, it's... Sh- uh, the shows the boat crashing, shattering Robert and Nancy's sailing dreams, wow. and also straining their marriage. Yeah, they get divorced. Then, spoilers, then it's time for Christmas. On Christmas Eve, the pair have another sleepwalking bout, this time <laughs> tossing Robert down the stairs after he tries to wake them up. Oh, yeah, that was bad. After he spent the night at the Cheesecake Factory getting drunk. <laughs> yeah. You reek of cheesecake. <laughs> I think he says... Uh, tonight at the Cheesecake Factory is the happiest I've been in months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at Christmas dinner, Robert and Nancy formally announce their separation and divorce, upsetting Brennan and Dale, who blame each other. And both uh, Robert and Derek let them know that it is absolutely their, their fault. <laughs> yeah. Brennan and Dale go their separate ways, live independently, and gradually become functioning adults. They even read books before going to sleep at night, in um, Dale's case. Brennan gets a job at Derek's helicopter leasing company and volunteers to oversee a prestigious event, the Catalina Wine Mixer. That's right. He hires the catering company that employs Dale, and he invites Robert and Nancy to attend. Sort of a little parent trap situation, but Mm -hmm. unintentionally. Um, The party's going smoothly until the lead singer of the hired 1980s Billy Joel cover band, played by Horatio Sands, loses his temper and is hustled away. Derek blames Brennan for the situation and fires him. Robert then reveals to Dale and Brennan his regrets from his childhood when he pretended to be a Tyrannosaurus Rex until he was seven years old, but gave it up under parental pressure to become a normal child. Robert encourages Brennan and Dale to be their eccentric child-at-heart selves again, to never lose their dinosaur, and suggests that they perform on stage to save the party. The pair take the stage, and Brennan sings Porti Volare, which is a version of an uh, uh, Andrea Bocelli song, mm-hmm. or piece. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, while Dale accompanies him on drums to the tune of Boats and Hoes. <laughs> Derek is so moved by Brennan's <laughs> performance that he and Brennan make amends, and Dale breaks off his relationship with Alice, much to her dismay. He doesn't just, like, run away from her. Yeah. Six months later, Robert and Nancy are back living together in their old house, while Brennan and Dale have turned Prestige Worldwide into a successful entertainment company that owns various karaoke bars and clubs. Robert has turned his boat into a treehouse packed with pirate's hats, crossbows and chewbacca masks which dale and brennan absolutely go nuts over and during the ending credits dale and brennan fly a helicopter to the playground and exact their revenge on the school children who previously beat them up the end stepbrothers beautiful it's such a good movie yeah uh i probably missed Forget half the movie in there the haters i probably missed like half the movie in there yeah like when the the bunk beds crash yeah and he has like one tiny little scrape <laughs> ow <laughs> yeah or when like after he brennan messes around with uh the drum kit and <laughs> dale comes on he's like why are you so funny and he goes i was watching cops i said that 
Oh. <laughs> that was so funny. Okay. My first thing I said, the A-punkification of 2008. Seriously. Uh, A punk. The song by Vampire Weekend is the first song that plays in Step Brothers. And I, it's just like, it's everywhere. Not only that, not only that, but um, uh, Dale in the beginning is playing Guitar Hero, which is also... There you go. That's it. I said, what are some other years that had songs that were like everywhere? Can you think of? It doesn't. Uh, even, you don't oh, have to oh, say the uh, year, um, but like a song that you could not escape from. Happy. Because I'm happy. Yeah. Hey, that's made for a movie. Which one? Despicable Me. Oh, yeah. I think Despicable Me too. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, um, get Lucky. Happy. Yeah. He's up on night to get me. Yeah. <laughs> I know that one. Do you know what I said? What? Fireflies. Yeah, like what? You like 2009? You not believe your eyes. <laughs> yeah. That one was a rough one. <laughs> I never remember it. Yeah. And that was, I didn't like that song mm. very much. Sorry, Owl City, if you're listening. Do you know what song also was kind of everywhere? Um, TikTok on the clock. Was that, or was that just because we, we were in, in college? college basements all the time? That might be it, actually. Same with Clarity. I feel like Clarity, clarity was yeah. everywhere. Or the, uh, what, Levels? I Need Your and, Love. Oh, I Need Your Love yeah. everywhere. Yep. My God. Yeah. No, yeah, this is like major. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So there's a few, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we would have to watch like teen movies from 2012 to get like all those movies in one. Yeah. Or all those songs in one. For sure. I said, what's the best piece of clothing in this movie? Oh, man. I wasn't even really paying attention to the clothing. There are so many. The Chewbacca mask sticks That's out. That's pretty good. There's so many t-shirts. Are there? The oh, yeah. Well, there's the there's the iconic one to me, which is the John C. Riley Yoda shirt. That, that one's He wears good. Like, the whole movie. He wears like 15 times. Um, The tuxedos. The tuxedos. Uh, Brennan wears a crystal shirt. I don't know who crystal is. <laughs> um, Dale wears a Kawasaki dirt bike shirt. <laughs> For some reason, that just makes perfect sense. And Brennan, when he goes to therapy, he wears a shirt that says, Life is a Beach. <laughs> Those are the ones that really stuck out to me. Oh, man. <laughs> I love them. I th- I think that the uh, costuming is underrated in this movie. It's I mean, it's exactly what these like man children would be wearing. Exactly. Um, and I just, I love that. You could tell they went to different like consignment shops yeah, and just kind of picked out what they could. Yeah, totally. Um, all right. So I ask you to rank the Adam McKay directed movies. So I'm going to go to his Wikipedia right now. So I have them listed. Okay. But I need to see them in front of me. You gotta say them. So in case you are unaware, Adam McKay started off, um, are we count? Are we just doing his comedies? We're doing what he directed. Okay. Um, I'm skipping. I'm gonna skip skip Anchorman two. I haven't seen it, so okay, perfect. So he kind of started with like Adam Sandler, not Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell comedies, and then got into more prestige movies. So um, we have Anchorman, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, The Other Guys. Then he did Anchorman. The Other Guys is really so, good. Too. I don't like it as much, but it's still so funny. Um, we, we're going to skip Anchorman 2, and then he jumps to The Big Short, <laughs> Vice, put these and Don't Look Up. All right. Um. Go from the worst to the best. Don't Look Up is the worst. I'm just going to go in reverse order. Don't Look Up's the worst one. Uh, I don't think that's particularly close. No. Um. 
It has a couple funny moments, but yeah, we've Timothy talked about Chalamet. them in previous episodes. It's mostly yeah. Timothy Chalamet. Jonah Hill was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, after that is Vice. Yeah. Which has one really good performance and a funny bit in the middle where they cut to the credits. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, the rest not good. As if like, like Cheney never became vice president right. and that was the end of the movie. Right. Um, then the big short. Not uh, as good upon rewatch, in which my opinion. Is it was good, but also when I watched it, I had Robbie next to me who was then working on like Wall Street and was explaining everything to me as it was happening. Shout out. Like, oh, that's what this means. That's what this means. Shout oh, this out is what fellow that is. podcaster Robbie. Yeah, exactly. Shout More out More successful. Not about nothing. More successful podcaster. Um so that's the big short. Uh I would say yeah, because then I would say the other guys is better than the big short. The other guys has one of the better opening uh Opening twists yes. I think I've ever seen in a movie mm-hmm. uh, with two guys who were Mega perfect stars. for it at the time. Uh, it also has the desk pop, which I thought was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has uh, Dirty Mike and the Boys, which is very funny. Yeah, that is funny. Uh, I am not a Wahlberg fan in general, but I think that he and Farrell have, have good, chemistry. good chemistry in that movie. Um, then it's it's sort of a... It gets tighter at the top. The top three are really tight, mm-hmm. and the top three are... Some combination of Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, and Anchorman. And I think I'm going to go with Anchorman number three, now that I think about it. Mainly because I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. And it was my favorite at the time. But I don't know if it is now, if it still would be. But I can still quote half the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, love the afternoon delight scene. Yeah. The big fight where they're all, you know, mm-hmm. when uh, Ben Stiller's there with his hair and he's like the the Spanish the Spanish uh, network guy. Yeah. Um, you know, you got all of Vince Vaughn stuff in there. Um, Christina Applegate. Yep, it's it's great. I just don't know if I just haven't seen it in a while. And then I'm gonna go with Talladega Nights. No, sorry. And then I'm gonna go with Step Brothers, because it's a classic. You get your classic Farrell, Riley. This is the the platonic ideal of Farrell Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to actually put Talladega Nights ahead of it because you get Farrell and Riley, but Sasha Baron Cohen is also so good. And, and Amy, Amy Adams, Adams is so good. And Jane Lynch is really good. And, and Gary, Gary Cole, Cole is really good. Yeah. They're all amazing. <laughs> yep. Michael Clark Duncan is great. Yep. The guy the kid who the guy who plays Kenneth in 30 Rock, I forget Jack his name. Jack McBrayer. Jack McBrayer. Also great. Mm-hmm. Everybody in that movie, top to bottom. Oh, and is great. then uh what's her name? Superstar. Uh Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon. Yeah. Yeah, she's good too. Uh also in this one, Loki Deep Cast. Oh, yeah. Mary Steenberger really. and Richard Jenkins she's are amazing. Just, they're the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's my ranking. Perfect. Almost reverse order. Yeah. Good. All right. Let's move on. All right. I said, who's your favorite in this movie? I don't know. Who's your favorite? Mary Steenburgen. I, she's, the de- she's the one that holds it together. Mary Steenburgen and Adam Scott. I don't know if I would say Adam Scott. He's so funny. In he it. is funny. He's so funny in it. I think Catherine Hahn's funnier. No, I don't. Because I like Catherine Hahn, but no, it's, I don't. To me, it's not her lines. It's her desperation. Yeah. And it's her like her facial expressions when she's at the table and she's like in the background. Yeah. Like I think she's a scene stealer without saying anything. Yeah, but okay, but Adam Scott did Ice Ice Baby. He did do Ice Ice Baby. So um, I don't know what else you want. Well, there's the one scene where Catherine Hahn is like they're like listing out a bunch of things and they're doing like one, two, three, and she's in the background just going like like with her hand like in front of her where like Adam Scott can't see her. She's like <laughs> and then there's also the part where she uh where will ferrell is like throwing up or no yeah. where uh, uh, john c Riley's like throwing up and yeah. she's like rubbing his back and she's like oh no dale are you okay like it's the little stuff for, I get for it. me for for her i think she's amazing she's so good and mary Steenburns the best richard jenkins's outbursts yeah he's so funny. are also great 
Um. Okay. I said here, OMG, Rock of Love. It was on TV. Yeah. So they're watching Rock of Love starring Brett Michaels, VH1 dating show classic. I watched Rock of Love when I was in middle school. Very inappropriate. Yes, I also watched Flavor of Love. Well, yeah. Yes, I also watched Daisy of Love. Yes, I also watched Megan Wants a Millionaire, which they canceled because one of the contestants murdered someone. <laughs> Who, who's Megan? She was from Rock of Love. Oh, so okay. was Daisy. Daisy oh, okay. was from Rock of Love. And then I also watched um, like something like We Love Money or Money. We Love Money or something. So I watched. Who was in We Love Money? It was a it was like a show to get money. Oh, so it was like okay. all the people from Flavor of Love. Oh, and I also loved I love New York. Yeah, of course. Um, so I loved all of those. I watched every single one of them. They were truly disgusting, truly disgusting television. <laughs> and I watched it all at the age of like twelve. I loved it. What's the trashiest show that you watched? Uh, oh, I also watched a lot of Maury. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We were Maury people. <laughs> absolutely we watched Mari in the past year yeah we did it was the Lil Nas X episode yeah when he did the the storyline from the, the music video yeah exactly and now Mari's he's wrapping it up I think he's done it's a shame yeah yeah mine are like Room Raiders Next Date Those My Mom shows. yeah Date My Mom I, don't, I didn't really watch Date My Mom as much <laughs> yeah that was that was fun yeah that was what a time to be alive yeah I love would I recommend that for anybody no yes but <laughs> I absolutely would like I don't want I don't want our kid growing up and like that's his crop of shows. Slave of flame. I mean he could I mean we'll see by the time he gets there but like I I hope that's not like anything similar to the crop of TV that's on when when he's looking around to see what hey maybe I want to watch this tonight. I don't see anything wrong with wanting to watch uh I love New York. I do. <laughs> with real Remember there were brothers on that show Real and Chance? I didn't watch I love New York. I didn't watch any of those shows. Oh, well, you missed out. I didn't watch any of the Flavor of Love, Rock Honestly, of Love. Honestly, now it's it's kind of like the the trashiest TV's on like TLC now. Yeah. Oh, I was saying that the other day. Like TLC is the bottom of the barrel. I don't really watch a yeah. lot of that. I watch a little bit of that. I like the wedding shows from TLC, but like I don't watch a lot. I I did watch the Duggars. Ooh, ooh. I did I do watch Sister Wives. Ooh. I watched John and Kate Plus Eight when that was on. They end up canceling a lot of shows because the people that they <laughs> get convicted of crime. They, or something. Yeah, they get in big trouble usually. <laughs> You're not a 90 Day Fiance fan. No, I don't. That's I don't TLC, like. Right? Uh, yeah, that's TLC. I don't really like 90 Day Fiance. Um, okay, so not even Big Ed, my Walt from Knives Out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Derek Adam Scott at one point said he went fishing with Mark Cuban, Chris Daughtry, Jeff Probst. And Super Chef Bobby Flay. <laughs> I said that that sounds like my old Snapchats I used to send to you. Yes. Can I tell you what I wrote there? I mean, yeah. you have to bleep this out. Yeah. I said nightmare <laughs> rotation. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta that up. Um, I so wait. Tell people about my Snapchats. I, I don't know. Aaron used to send me these like <laughs> random Snapchats of just like w totally filtered selfies and it would just be like, uh, actually, I have a whole bunch of them. So go through your thought process so, and I'll find, all right. I'll find I don't them. know what happened. I think like I I just have a thing. I know a lot of celebrities, like random pop culture. past celebrities, pop culture icons, people that are relatively famous. And I used to just like 
put them in weird situations and like weird thoughts of mine and I would just send them to Tom. Yeah, so I, have it, I have it here somewhere. They were like fake. I think you did it on uh, Instagram, actually. Oh, I did do an Instagram post. I'll, I'll, I'll find. So it would be like, I would say something like, oh, I hope that. And then I'd say like Paula Abdul is having a great Tuesday. <laughs> and it would be like me with duck, like a duck face. I found it. Okay. Okay. So here's one where you have mouse ears and you're wearing glasses and you have like a little like mouse no, nose and it's just hashtag and it's in like like a weird script font and it's just hashtag justice for Sean Kingston. <laughs> There's another one here of you with rainbow uh, heart glasses like hippie glasses. Yeah. And it says no one understands what Alessia Cara has to go through to get her hamburger hamburger cooked the way she likes it. <laughs> then you have one where. It's uh, fake glasses and a bunch of flowers in the background, and it says Cuba dot Gooding dot Junior in all caps. That one did not age well. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> then you've got one with uh, like Mickey Mouse ears of the American flag that is just in all caps. Thank you, Taft. <laughs> Great president. <laughs> um, another one with uh, sunglasses and like these weird ears. I don't know why you always have the ones with like the ears, and it just says, "Is Hans Zimmer hot?" <laughs> Here's one uh, <laughs> Here's one with like freckles and like a flower in your hair that says, people need to understand that Mark Summers can't sign autographs all day long. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't believe I live in a world where I can think about Trey from Laguna <laughs> Beach all the time. <laughs> Papa John is bad. Then in all caps, please don't be bad, little Caesar. <laughs> I spelled it wrong. C-E-S-A-R. <laughs> I was thinking about Caesar from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> That's also spelled the other way. Yeah. Oh, Pretty man. good. Yeah, that's good stuff. Was that your question? It was just a comment. <laughs> <laughs> just like, do you remember those? <laughs> there were like hundreds, hundreds. Oh, yeah. I have more of them I would do saved it, somewhere. Like, like, just send like 15. 15 in a row. Like, I, would, like, this is, I don't have Snapchat anymore, but when I did, I would have like 24 <laughs> notifications. It would be like, I wonder how Jane Lynch likes her French toast. Yeah, exactly. Like, just random. I loved it. Maybe I'll start doing that Chaotic. again. Chaotic. Oh, I found it. It's in an album on my phone titled Why. <laughs> Here it is. Oh, my God. I need to see that. I have, like, 40 of them. All right, pick one where I know. Matthew one. Lillard, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, love, Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> Dream guy, Jason Alexander. Okay, okay. So true. Wait, here's one last one. Hat. You're wearing a hat. You have fl uh, more flowers on there, and it just says, "I wish Annette Benning didn't have to deal with that crap." <laughs> it's so dumb. It's literally so stupid. But I love it. I'm going through all of those tonight. Oh, I love that you saved them, and you didn't even save all of them. No, but I'm 100% posting them on uh, Baby's First Watchlist Instagram. Oh my god, that is so good. I love that. It's like my favorite personality trait of mine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> next. I said that the um the movie actually is like pretty solid writing. Um, so Brennan at one Adam McKay's point, a good writer. Like, yeah, yeah. When he's you know, in his element. Reined in. Yeah. Um, Brendan at one point is like really mean to Dale and he calls him a specific name that like, I can't say cause I'm not sure if it's offensive or not. <laughs> yeah. Tonto said it in the Lone Ranger. 
I don't, I don't know see it. Kimosabi. Yeah. I don't see that anyone has uh, definitively there's, answered that question. I looked it up and there's like no. So, okay. So we did he, our due diligence, people. Yeah. Brennan says like Kimosabi when being mean to Dalek saying, hey, you can't do that Kimosabi. Whatever. Like random. But then later on in the movie, Derek is mean to Dale in the um, uh, treehouse and he's like, oh, hey, Kimosabi. Yeah. So it kind of shows that like Brennan. They've been doing that for years. Learned yes. from Derek yes. on like, oh, that's how you. That's how you're cool. Are and superior you... to yes. people. I love that little thing where it's like that one little insult that you're going to remember. Yeah. I think that was really smart writing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's even though like, like m- much of this movie was improvised. Yeah. But I you can, can tell that. that little things like that were not. Right. Exactly. Um, I said, what line did you hear the most in high school or college? But like, try to keep it one of the PG lines. I mean, for me, when we went to college, it was so much room for activities when people made yeah. the bunk beds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and I mean, the did we just become best friends? Yup, that was constant. It's honestly still is that like that one I hear like when like athletes when somebody gets traded like all the the people online are like did we just become best friends? Like yeah, yeah. it's it's still out there. Yeah, yeah. Any other ones? I mean boats and hose. Boats and hose. Um, I'm looking at a thing right now. Um. I mean, a lot of them are very inappropriate. A lot of them are vulgar stuff. <laughs> yeah, he says, "No way, Kimosabi. This is my house now." Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what I like? This is not one that <laughs> that gets quoted a lot, but I liked when they were when they were at the job interview and they kept when Will Ferrell couldn't figure out if she was saying Pam or oh, Pan. Pan, uh, Pan or Pam. Oh, it's like it's like uh, with it's like numb at the end. There's a silent <laughs> B. Pan, Pam, and then he just kept going, "Shut, shut." Shut up. Sh- shut up. <laughs> that actress uh, apparently did an insane audition for Alice. And oh, really? So, and so they wanted her to be in the movie somehow. That's fine. And they put her in that role. Um, I also love the, um, the, the, like a lot of the Richard Jenkins stuff. It's so good. Uh, I don't know if I have a quote from him in particular. Cause again, they were all, I liked when he goes, uh, um, he calls them like goons or something. Yeah. He's like, you absolute goons. <laughs> He's so good. That's so funny. I mean, and then this sweet child of mine. So uh, we 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 reference that constantly still. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said, what were some other like super popular comedies from high school and college that are kind of like in a similar, not trying to give any sort of message, not try- like literally just stupid trying to make you laugh comedies. Super bad. Super bad. That's a good one. All the feral ones. Yeah. Hangover. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Um, which I I didn't like when I was younger, but I haven't seen it since. I might like it more now. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a Sundance movie. Was it? Yeah. That makes sense. We just watched a bunch of Sundance movies this year. Um, hmm. Anything else that you remember from like from high that time period specifically? College. Yeah. I mean, there were some of the there were some of the Seth Rogen stuff. Yeah, the, the Apatow stuff had a little bit. Forty-year-old virgin. The yeah. Apatow stuff was kind of a little bit more thoughtful. Yeah, right. Uh, then of course you got you know any Sandler that was coming out during that time. Right. Actually, that was kind those of those are bad. That was kind of this. Yeah, that wasn't a good a good Sandler era, but that was also that was like what like Click was coming out at that time. Yeah, people kind of love. You don't mess with the Zohan. Yeah. That was like that time, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, the Sandler stuff. That's sort of like the the. 
movies that must not be named Sandler era. Like, like Jack and Jill. And yeah. That's Jack and Jill, boy. I think, was 2011. Okay. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, isn't it interesting how... I think this is a pretty common like movie conversation nowadays that like comedies don't really exist anymore. Like, they it, like, do. Like, they do. But they exist in the context of, of, of drama. No, I think... Here's my thing. I I disagree because I think that you have people that say that oh there's no original movies anymore. No, no, that's blah, not what blah, I'm saying. Blah. Oh, there's no comedies anymore. Yes, there are. That's not what I. That's not. You're what on I meant. the other side of the debate usually. That's not what I meant. What I meant was that there aren't comedy. Comedy has changed. There aren't laugh out loud comedies that bring people to theaters. There aren't. Well, that bring people to the theaters. Yeah, maybe not. Like it's not. It's not like you have an Anchorman or a Superbad or a Knocked Up. Like all these movies were coming out within a couple of years of each other. Yeah. Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, and they were all hits. Yeah. Like comedy. I. I don't. Not saying. I'm not ruining the fact that like comedy isn't comedy anymore. But it's like the the landscape has changed. It's 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 just an interesting development. Yeah. I mean, I think that in general movie watching has shifted for sure for so sure so it's hard to compare that you know there too besides like like marvel and for some reason avatar <laughs> and top gun maverick like nothing is on like nobody goes to see anything anymore yeah but i'm but again like, like who's staying 80 for brady you I can't. On, on when I'm plane. on a plane. On oh, a plane. I, I am. I'm going on a plane in Nick May. Nick Plessy seeing eighty for Brady. I'm, I okay, but <laughs> I'm seeing eighty for Brady and plane when I'm on a plane. So here is I'm gonna look up best comedies 2020s right now, and the only ones I can really think of are that are like legit. Well, and that wasn't even 2020s. Um, Booksmart, yeah, is definitely one of them. Um, the Eurovision movie, <laughs> yeah, was one of them. Uh, but I don't think that even because that was during the pandemic, so I don't even think that was in theaters. Right. Um, but a lot of them are like. A when lot did Twenty Two Jump Street come out? The Jump Streets are 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 good. Um, Pop star. I know it's on twenty twenties, but that was 20s. like late twenty. I'm, I'm just using twenty twenties as an example. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them here are, um, you know, The King of Staten Island, which apparently was not like a laugh out loud comedy. Licorice Pizza. Yeah, that's not. Um, I don't like that movie. Bullet Train, which is more of an act. It seems like I haven't seen it, but it seems like more of an action movie. Um, Free Guy. It doesn't like it's you don't get like the it's it's a different era of, of comedy. Sure. You hear it here first, though. Theater Camp. Yeah. Theater Camp was really good. We watched that at Sundance and it's really, really funny. Absolutely. Uh, if you <laughs> see it come out anywhere, we'll probably post about it. Yeah. If it if we see it get brought, bought up or something. Um, I guess you got Borat. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Borat too. Yeah, but a lot of them, a lot of them are, are more like, bore, more at. A lot of them are, are sort of built into other genres. Like even Bros, like was funny. It was a comedy, but it was like a it was like a romance, straight straight up romantic comedy. Yeah, totally. All I right. just find it interesting. I'm not. I don't think it's better or worse. I have another one more question. For okay. You. As you mentioned, there is an '80s Joel cover band. Yes, so it's Billy Uptown Joel, Girl. but it's just '80s Joel. Yes. What is another super specific band that you would want at the Catalina Wine Mixer next year? I I have one. Go for it. Just Donkey Conga. <laughs> Straight up Donkey Conga. Yeah, just Donkey Conga. I don't know how widespread of a reference that is. <laughs> we know at least one person is going to laugh at it. 
You guys don't like Donkey Konga? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Donkey Konga? Um, very specific, <clears throat> very specific um, musical group. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe like specifically like Black Eyed Peas without Fergie. Oh, that's like, good. Like that then you get like really early black eyed peas and really yeah. late black yeah. eyed peas. Yeah. Yeah, that's they just good. they couldn't they couldn't find a person to that would fill the Fergie role, so they just can't do the Fergie stuff. Yeah. I think that's and really good. Weddings. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. That's what you're looking for? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Is it? Yeah. I, I my answer was Donkey Conga, Tom. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm looking for. All right, how about this? How about only songs sung by football players in movies? In movies? Movies and TV, yeah. So like the the Pitch Perfect 2 Green stuff. Bay Packers. And then you got the Christmas songs from the Eagles. Yeah. And then you could do the Chicago Bears rap song. Yeah, the the Patriots also had a song around that time. There you go. Because they played the Bears in that Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Um, Manon said he'd want Fergie to specifically do the national anthem <laughs> at the NBA All-Star Game at the Catalina Wine Mixer, which would also be perfect. It's a good idea, but none of the Black Eyed Peas songs. Yeah, yeah, no. She can't do Black Eyed Peas because the group that we have... Is covering. They have the rights to the Black Eyed Peas. How about only Iggy Azalea songs that she's featured on? Okay, which are like what? Do you know any? Yeah. Uh, Because Fancy is her song. Yeah, Fancy is hers. Did she have one like Cardi B? She had one with Ariana Grande. Mm, Okay. I got one less, one less problem. Oh, she was on that song. Yep. And then we saw Hosier do that song. Yeah, that was good. That was random. And then she also, I don't know if it's her song or Rita Ora's song, but there's the song Black Widow Baby. Well, we can count that because it doesn't matter. Yeah. So she can do those songs. And that's it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be pretty good. Um, I think that's good. Yeah. Maybe only songs featured in The Hills Season 2. Or were there, I mean, I assume there were a lot. I I don't know. Okay. I'm not in charge of the set list. But you don't. You're not familiar with The Hill Season 2? I know that Unwritten is the theme song. Okay, so we got one song. And then at one point, Adriana dated Ryan Cabrera. Okay. So that might be in there. Okay. So I think that's... What might be in there? A Ryan Cabrera song. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's my my lineup. Yeah, that's solid. Donkey Konga. Yeah. Iggy Azalea's features. And Holy Child. No, no Holy Child. (laughs) Uh, Hill season two, and whatever you said, um, Fergie, no, no, Black Fergie. Eyed Peas, no Fergie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds like a hit to me. Yeah, Taboo, you gotta love it. Apple D app. <laughs> <laughs> and what I about am. what about all, only Jason Derulo songs where he doesn't say Jason Derulo? Oh, who wants that? <laughs> who wants any of these? What's Donkey Kong? <laughs> I do. I want Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm done with questions all right i got a bunch of questions oh but... and don't forget the the football players oh the football players yes there's got to be like a like some football player has to have an album i'm sure that inc- that's included yeah yeah so like if if carson wentz had like a gospel album yeah then that would count i guess okay go birds um my one of my questions is is this a guilty pleasure movie or is it actually good it's good okay uh my related question is like, do people today, like kids and and people who are, do they still watch Step Brothers? Are they still I introduced mean, to Step? Listen, I would not feel comfortable asking thirteen year old right. students if they are if they like the movie Step Brothers. What about a past student? Um, I probably could ask somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. and I'm sure the answer would be yes. Okay, 
Yeah, I just don't know because I, I've never grown up in a world where like Farrell and Riley weren't royalty. I know, so. right? <laughs> I know. It's so true. Um, They'll probably be like, oh, that movie's old. I watched that when I was like five. It wasn't funny. Yeah. 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 You know what's funny? Fortnite dances. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anything like the drum set that you never wanted anybody to touch or go near? Um, no, but I did have one of those secret journals where like secret password journals. Okay. So it was like a plastic journal. And if you said the password, I think mine was lemons. Uh, <laughs> shout out lemon. Yes. Uh, my cousin's dog. <laughs> and so if you say the password, it opens up like the Marauders map. Yeah. But if you just pull on it a little extra hard, <laughs> it opens up. So I think, you know, did it have like any like invisible ink action going on or no, but that would have been a great idea. A little throwback to our knives out episode. Yeah. Um, oh, not even intentional. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, no, I didn't have anything really that was like super like, oh my God, that's mine and you can't come near it. I don't think I did either. No. I mean, like if I had a bag of Doritos or something that I wanted, yeah, yeah, yeah. like then, it's my food. Yeah, where you get shanked. In the movie where he says, uh, make sure you write your name on it so I don't throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't get thrown out. <laughs> um, what about you? I don't think I had anything that I was that protective over. Um Mainly my man yeah exactly mainly because people <laughs> in my house like we really left each other alone for the most part like there was no like we didn't in my family but yeah. i just didn't care yeah i don't know if there was anything that like people used of mine like even though like i had usually the video games were in my room but i didn't care if people just came in and played you know like my yeah. dad used to play my brother used to play just whatever just come in and play the playstation whatever i didn't really care about anything like that um as much okay but I thought it would be an interesting question to ask you because I didn't know. Not, not like a blanket. Thing? Well, no. No one wanted to touch my that blanket. Is, my yeah. blanket was my little comfort item. It was disgusting. That is very true. Shout um, out Penguin. Is this one of the most quotable movies ever? Yes. What are other like really quotable movies? Hangover. Mean Girls? Mean Girls. Um. Go back and listen to our Mean Girls episode. I don't know what else. Those are, I think those are the only quotable movies ever. It's those three. Shrek. <laughs> Shrek's quotable. Yeah, I mean, there's something. Donkey. <laughs> there's something about a quotable movie. I think that my high school friends and I became. Anchorman. Close over like movie quotes. I think that's just like. Super bad. I think like the meme online is like white guys just quote movies at each other. And that's their entire friendship. That's pretty funny. And like when I was in high school, that's not, not untrue at all. <laughs> Pretty true. Yeah. Between this one, like the, all the, all what the about like, What about like Still Alice? Yeah, pretty quotable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. The um the Dementia movie with Julianne Moore. Very quotable. Very Titanic's quotable. It is. But in like a different way. In like a... Well, it was like a serious way at the time. Yeah. But now it's kind of you joke around with, I'm king of the world. I don't joke around about disasters. About James Cameron? Or literal like disasters that killed people yeah but you're not joking about the disaster you're 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 joking about the quotes i'm not joking about the quotes not you specifically <laughs> <laughs> i take billy zane extremely seriously clearly you meant you brought him in the you put him in knives out last week it's, i mean business like what do you want <laughs> um pop star oh the room God. the room is the number one quotable movie pop star pop star is so good i know all the people all the like the nas good wife yeah. reference like all, yeah. all that stuff it's is all so good. good um the um, room is the most quotable movie yeah you're tearing me apart lisa um oh hi mark oh hi mark uh i did not do what is it 
I did not. Yeah, I did not. I oh, did hi, not. Mark. <laughs> yeah. Where's the money, Denny? Hi, doggy. <laughs> You're my favorite customer. <laughs> I definitely have breast cancer. All right. Um, <laughs> Remember those? Yes. Have you ever sleepwalked? Um, no. Me either. No, but you snore real bad. Yeah, I have a CPAP machine. I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> I talk in my sleep. Yes, you do. But I don't I don't walk. It's to the point where like if you turn around and you say something to me while you're like purportedly asleep, I just look at you and I'm just like, <laughs> what do you want? And then you just go back to sleep. Or I have my like little anxiety baby attacks. Yes. Where I'm like, oh my god, the baby's in the bed. Yes. And the baby's not in the bed. Yeah, that's a that's the equivalent of, of the sleep sleep. That's like an thing. actual like disorder thing or whatever yeah. that like I looked up. It's a real thing. Um if we were once we have our second child, um God willing. Um what is a song that we should practice singing in the car together? Mm, that's a really good question. I will try to be less, uh, I'll try to be less domineering than Derek was during that scene. But, yeah. Because I, I, I expect perfection, but I'll be nicer about it. Okay. Um, you know, I've really thought about it <laughs> in the 20 seconds since you asked this question, and I think I'm going to go with, either star spangled banner okay or funky cold medina i'm okay with i'll do either of those okay. maybe a mashup yeah um, or my other choice is um pursuit of happiness kid cuddy yeah yeah we could do that one i'm pretty sure that's wildly inappropriate for children but um no then they'll just do the star spangled banner yeah not an, not inappropriate also a very hard song to sing yeah it is um, so if anyone sounds bad and you're watching a game or whatever, like not cut him, cut him some slack. Um, it's a hard song. Oh, that's good. Manon said, what about the, I didn't make it up. He said the wild, wild west song Aaron made up. I didn't make up the song. <laughs> I made yeah, we, up the dance. We can do wild, wild west. Yeah, that's perfect. What yeah. do you think? Or Miami. Well, for that matter. Yeah. Benvenido a Miami. Yeah. I'm good with all those. I'm good with, um. Uh, what's that song by Sixpence None the Richer? Kiss me. <laughs> we can do that. Uh, we could do. Kiss me. Yeah, that's a good one, right? Yeah. We could maybe do Unwell by Matchbox Twenty. Oh, I'm not crazy. I'm just a little unwell. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, or maybe the Modern Family theme song. Just where we'll just we'll just sort of scat it. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, fine. I'm not doing that. We could. I'm just saying. I'm just. Okay. These are just suggestions. Um, Golden Girl theme song. Golden Girl theme song. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, obviously. Uh, my heart will go on. Speaking of Titanic. Yeah, that's good. Those are all good ones, right? Perfect. Yeah, I think those all are. Again, I will expect perfection for all. And of then Lovey and Rose. Yes. Exactly. Or what about Kiss from a Rose? Both. Yes. Shout out Seal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I think that's a good playlist. Which is another pop star reference. It is a pop star <laughs> character and person. Uh, let's see, let's see. So in this movie, Will Ferrell has a samurai sword signed by uh, Randy Jackson from American Idol. Mm -hmm. at, from at the time, from American Idol. Yeah. If you could get a random celebrity's signature on a random item, <laughs> what would it be? Okay, well, while I think about that, I want you to talk about the um the latest of randy jackson that you experienced in your life 
okay, yeah, while Aaron was giving birth, <laughs> um, I was, you know, it took a while. We've been through, like, part of the story. 53 hours. Um, so, at the hospital, I was obviously with the nurse and the midwife and Aaron, who was, like, there in spirit. Um, <laughs> I swear, I don't oh, Actually, know. no, you were there physically, but not I was spirit. not there in spirit. Uh it's a long process, and so there was a lot of stuff going on, but we had the TV on, and, you know, the Yankee game had ended. They beat the Red Sox, and uh, what came on next was, I believe it was Name That Tune, and <laughs> the midwife was just, like, very chill. She was, like, watching the game watching the game with me. We were yucking, we were yucking it up. Aaron remembers none of it. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> And that was before the baby came out. Uh, na- the Name That Tune was on, and uh, the midwife was like, Oh man, is that Randy Jackson? <laughs> he doesn't look so good. <laughs> like contracting. <laughs> All right, so I have my answer. I would want Amy Robach to sign a, a Pokemon card. It'd be worth a lot of money right now. It'd be worth a lot of money. Yeah. What would you want? Um, I don't know. I think a samurai sword is a good option. Okay. Well, who do you want to sign it? Um, Jimmy Rollins, ex. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies shortstop. Shout out Philly. Yeah. What about Bobby Cannavale? What about, uh, yeah. Bobby Cannavale could sign whatever. Yeah, I agree. He could sign this Jennifer Coolidge prayer candle we have right here. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. What's your favorite Will Ferrell Saturday Night Live sketch? Um, Let's see. He's pro- he is probably my favorite of all time. He's so good. Um, My friend Molly had the best of Will Ferrell DVDs. Me too. Yeah, there were two of them. Uh, Don't worry. I added this in there. Um, You know what I kind of really love? I love the... Celebrity Jeopardy is Celebrity probably Jeopardy the, is probably really the good. Classic. The Robert Goulet stuff doesn't it's age 100% well, it's but problematic. it's really funny. The cheerleader stuff is really good. I like the chess match. Very funny. Yeah. The one thing, though, that I always think about is when he's singing uh, Most Wonderful Time of the Year and it's spinning and he starts throwing <laughs> up. <laughs> I love that one. Um. Okay. Best Will Ferrell SNL. Well, I mean, there's the George Bush stuff, which of he did course. too on there. Uh, what about uh, Harry Carey? Uh, do you know that the, the moon was made of cheese? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. If the moon was made of cheese, would you eat it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there was also the one where he was... Remember the one where it was like dissing your dog? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember Oh, that, oh, more cowbell. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, with his crop top shirt. Yeah, and <laughs> walking, being the, so the guy being like... Uh, hey, more cowbell. We all get up in the morning and put our pants on one leg at a time. The difference is, when I put my pants on, I make gold records. <laughs> that's the, the, the walk-in good quote. Stuff, good stuff. What about when he's the devil? Yeah, that's good, And too. with Garth Brooks? Oh, that's the best. Yeah. There's a guy named Fred, and he's got a pair of slacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this guitar is out of tune. Oh, so good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Farrell, Farrell on SNL is iconic, all time. Him, Sandler, Farley. You can't beat it. That was a that was, I guess, kind of the SNL that I grew up with. But like those, I think, are my favorites. I that crop. It's funny because I really didn't watch Saturday Night Live. I didn't either, but I had the until DVDs until I watched it uh, with the Kristen Wiig, Jason Sudeikis, That's Bill Hader, yeah. uh, Fred Armisen, Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler, Seth Meyers, yep. Keenan. That's a good one, too. Good um, good crop. A, uh, 
Maya Rudolph, like that's I watched that, and, and that was like the beginning of like Kate McKinnon, Cecily Strong. Yeah, Kate yeah. McKinnon, Cecily Strong, Andy Bryant, um, Leslie Jones. Yeah, all all them. I I liked I liked that era a lot actually. That was really fun. I I seriously like I know people say oh SNL sucks SNL sucks all this stuff, but over the years it's been so funny, and even now you get funny sketches. I know it's not consistent. Yeah. I uh, but. I still find it to be funny. It depends. I mean, I think that there's some people on it now that are funny. I actually don't know the latest season. Like, I don't know, like, the yeah. since all the all the other people left. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they're all funny individually, for sure. You have to be funny to be on the show. Yeah. Like, Bowen Yang is great. Oh, he's so funny. Kyle Mooney is great. Like, yeah. they're all just, they're all just different. Yeah. Like, Tim Robinson was on it. He was just a writer for, like, a season. But, like, right. he was, he was, he's fun. Like, everybody on there is funny, funny. individually. It's just sometimes it's hard to make sketches and come with, together with a celebrity and live live yeah. yeah yeah um like when elon musk was wario oh no oh <laughs> that no. was rough stuff that's not that good. was rough stuff <laughs> um is i know we talked about this last night and you and you might have changed my mind on it but i have to say it anyway uh is dale the most common movie and tv name that is extremely rare in real life no i've taught dales i went to school with dale like because i never Wait, did we go to school with a dale i swear we went to school with a dale but i'm saying no i don't think i've ever encountered a dale in the wild i have but i have obviously taught at a, least one dale but obviously there's dale earnhardt like you mentioned i said dale earnhardt jr baby and i'm sure that there's a bunch but yeah I, when i think just off the top of my head i think of this i think of um walking dead was it there was a Dale? Uh, Kyle McLaughlin's char- character in Twin Peaks is named Dale. Mm, nerd. There's like all these like random Dales in movies. And Dales like, exist. Justice for Dale. Yeah. I've, I've, K- King of the Hill has a Dale. I can tell you for sure I know a couple Dales. Well, I'm not saying that there's no Dales. I'm saying you it's, did say there were no Dales yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I changed. I changed what I said. Yeah. There's Dales. Yeah. I forgot about Earnhardt. Earnhardt's a rough, rough look for me. And don't forget, he had a dad named Dale too. Well, I'm talking about yeah, the Earnhardt clan. Yeah. Um. Multiple Dales. Yeah, right there. Yeah, I don't know. Then you got Dale, like Pipple. That is not a name, Tom. (laughs) That is like offensive. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had a recasting here, but we don't need to recast. No, no, we don't need to recast. They can just do it again. Yeah. Just be 50. I read something that Adam McKay wanted to do it like QAnon themed. No, no. Please stop. Adam McKay, Adam McKay needs to stop with the... Adam McKay, stop. <sighs> he was like, I could see them getting... It's like, no. No. no the no. last thing we need is that, honestly. Yeah. Let's see. What kind of comments do I have here? Um, it's a lot of stuff we've already talked about. Vampire Weekend, Guitar Hero, how great John C. Riley is. The best. I said, has Adam Scott ever had another role like this? Before or after? I really don't think I've seen it. I don't know if I've seen it. I'm not saying that party he down? doesn't. He is in Party Down. I have not I haven't seen, seen him I might have seen an episode back in the day. Yeah. Uh, one of his quotes I wrote down was when um, Alice first meets Dale and she's like kissing him. And they're in, they're like outside. It's like around the side of the house. And Adam Scott is going to the – Derek's going to the car and he yells, Hey, Alice, come on. Dane Cook, pay-per-view, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's a fall from grace oh, right there. Oh, man. But Derek – of course Derek – is a Dane Cook fan. It's like it's a perfect. It's a perfect. Uh, tuxedos to job interviews is brilliant. I would hire them immediately. Um, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, the reason I love Richard Jenkins so much in this, we haven't really talked about him or Mary Steenburgen. Mm-hmm. Richard Jenkins is great in this because he plays it dead serious. 
yeah. He plays it. I wrote he plays it like Michael Caine in a Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Like, like when they crash the boat, he's like the most devastated he's ever been in his entire life. Richard Jenkins plays it like it's a serious drama. Like it's a man going through a crisis <laughs> yes, with yes. his son and stepson. And his and he's getting ready to split from his wife. Yes. Mary Steenburgen plays the most empathetic but also enabling mother. Yes. And she's so earnest. Yep. It's gorgeous work from yeah. both of them. I think that they both play their roles to perfection. And they both talked about how they had never really been on a set that was so improv heavy. Yeah. Most of the actors, except for Farrell and Riley, talked about that and how That's hard. How tough of an adjustment it was, but it wasn't tough because of how good everybody else was. Yeah. Like fill in the gaps. Yeah. Ken Jong, I have a quote from Ken Jong, who was uh the doctor no, was he the was he a doctor? Oh, I mean, no, he's just Dr. Ken. He's, he's a doctor in doctor, doctor in real he's life. He's a doctor and knocked up. Yes. Uh, he's yes. the he's the uh the catering guy that yes. hires yep. Dale. And Ken Jong, so he's in the movie for like twenty seconds. He said they filmed that for like an entire day. That's wild. Because there were so many like little like and lines funny, that they were so. and he is funny. And he said he said this about uh McKay, Farrell, and Riley. You just got the sense that they were this three-headed monster, a backcourt of like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson. This was from tw- uh, July 2018. They're unselfish and they share the ball. Oh my God, those guys are scoring so much. Oh my God, they're going to pass the ball to me and let me put in a layup because the defense is going to collapse on them. I'm literally a doctor and I just banked in a layup. Basically, like that's how good those guys well, are. Well, all right, and that leads to the drama now. Yes. Actually, yeah. Right? Very, very uh, mm-hmm. apropos. So... I don't know how clued in in the McKay, Farrell, Riley verse our dear listener may be, but there has apparently been a bit of a split among Farrell and McKay. Mm-hmm. And the rumors are the last I read, which was admittedly a while ago, that McKay was. Did Farrell produce too? They they have a they had a production company called Gary Sanchez Production Gary Sanchez Productions, and uh, it was Farrell and McKay, and they would you know, have their hands in everything. They, they partially, uh, they're, they're the, some of the executive producers on succession. Like they have a lot of stuff together that they, that they do. And well, Farrell actually by himself is a producer on theater camp. Yes, he is. Uh, which ensuing from the split. Right. Uh, so apparently for the show winning time, which was about the showtime LA Lakers in the, the, like the seventies and, uh, Farrell wanted to play, Jerry Buss, who I think is like the main focus of the show, and he was the owner, GM, owner of the Lakers, and sort of put together those like franchise, you know, the whole dynasty and all that. And Farrell, like, sort of was under the assumption that he was going to play him. And then McKay basically, the story goes that he kind of went behind his back and called John C. Riley yeah. and offered him the part. Instead, and John C. Riley didn't know. And John C. Riley apparently, again, these are we nobody knows what happened, but the story is that he didn't know that Farrell wanted to play the character, and so he accepted right away because he's like, yeah, of course, like I love working with McKay and Farrell, I love the, you know, think it's a great role, whatever. And so uh, John C. Riley played that role, and Will Farrell no longer is a part of Gary Sanchez Productions, right? Uh, now it's, what is it? It's something, it's something Sanchez, Jenny Glo- Sanchez or Gloria? something. Gloria Sanchez, uh, with another person that he is, uh, working with now. And that, that was who produced theater camp. I think. I think so. Um, I don't know so there's right, some but... sort of rift Yeah. in the McKay, Farrell, Riley verse, which is sad. It is sad. I hope they, I hope they can make a comeback and 
put together some good stuff. Me too. Because, I mean, this is great. And so is um, Talladega Nights. And so is Succession. And so is Succession. It's true. Succession, I think, very clearly has more McKay in it than Farrell. But there's a lot of... there. You could see you could see some Farrell in there, too. But McKay does all the promotional stuff. Like right. I think it was more his, his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so literally the Ken Jong basketball reference is a perfect segue into it. He had no idea. He had no idea what was to come. Uh, but I mean, they talk about, I, I read that whole interview, the ringer interviewed them all in 2018. It actually didn't interview Farrell or Riley because they declined, uh, but they sort of interspliced some of their quotes from previous interviews into the article. Um, so I have a few things that people had said about each other and about the set and everything. So um, McKay talked about how much he loved John C. Riley and why. He says, playfulness and humor mixed with incredible specificity. That's what Riley has almost as much as anyone walking around. I don't know if you saw the latest King Kong movie. He's fantastic in it. The jokes he's doing here are really specific. The whole movie wakes up when he walks in. His instincts are so good. Even when he's doing the broadest joke in the world, he always makes it specific and personal. And that's really the key to great comedy. And the article writer gave the example of when Robert and Nancy announced their divorcing and Dale blurts out while he's like crying. He goes, is it because we were bad? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Steenbergen said, this is going to kind of function as my trivia section. Uh, Steenbergen said that her husband, Ted Danson, never joins her on movie sets, but he made an exception for Step Brothers. Heck yeah. Uh, Adam Scott said that, I remember Catherine, Han, and I, the first day, just sort of looking at each other like, oh my God, this is the best gig. And Han said, it definitely felt like I had someone there that I could turn to and be like, holy crap, can you believe we're doing this movie? Because everybody else, I felt like I had to be real cool around, but every so often, we would look at each other and be like, oh my God, that's Will Ferrell. <laughs> it's funny to think of like actors doing that to other actors well, and it's funny because they're both so famous now yeah han said i do not i did not envy the editors trying to find a story <laughs> <laughs> um one of the crew members said there's this other version of this sleepwalking scene where dale and brennan get up and they get in a car <laughs> and they drive to a convenience store and they beat up the convenience store guy and tear up the gas station oh my god then they drive home and hit a fountain in the neighbor's yard and they wake up and they have no memory of whatsoever of what they've done, but they're just covered in junk food. <laughs> but it was so long that it physically couldn't be in the movie. That's and there was a four-hour cut of the movie. <laughs> I'd watch it. Farrell said that one of his treasured keepsakes from Step Brothers is his pair of um, prosthetic prosthetics uh-huh. that he put on the drum kit. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that every now and then he brings it out at dinner parties. Oh, <laughs> gross. Um, so McKay talked about how weird it is to basically have a movie and then like, it's just sort of in, in the ether. Sure. He says, you have a good release. Everyone's happy. And then a year later, something starts to kind of percolate in February, 2010, Farrell called me and he was like, did you read the lead story about the saints winning the super bowl? And I'm like, no, what? And he's like, Google it right now. I pulled it up and it said, after whatever years of disappointment, the saints came into their locker room and there was silence. And then one voice yelled, it's the effing Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> and all the other players yelled, it's the effing Catalina wine mixer. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> so That's another one that everyone quoted yeah, everyone forever. Yeah, everyone knows it. Yeah. Catalina wine mixer. Which is nothing, which is why it's great. Yeah, it wasn't even a thing beforehand. No. Uh, and it's not even, it's not filmed on Catalina Island. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they said it was too expensive. <laughs> Steenbergen, uh, similarly, like while we're talking about quotes, she said, you can almost tell from the expression on someone's face when they come up to you that they're going to mention Step Brothers. Like that they, she Mm -hmm. said they have a stupid look on their face. That's awesome. 
Um, and Riggle, uh, Rob Riggle, people always ask, what's your favorite movie? And I always say Step Brothers. Always. That was the most fun I ever had on a set. Um, Adam Scott said, Catherine and her family and our kids are close friends. I showed my kids, which ended up being a mistake. It's an incredible movie, but I'd forgotten how filthy it is. The kids couldn't believe what they heard coming out of Catherine's mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> my wife and I were both sort of lunging for the remote. And then Han said, I am so excited to be able to show the, my kids this movie. One day, I'll have to fast forward mommy's parts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that uh, crew member, another crew member said, I'd, I've always been delighted at how much Adam McKay and Will Ferrell absolutely love each other. And crack each other up. That's sad. And I will go on the record. Comedy is dead unless Adam McKay does another comedy. Okay. That is sad. Yeah. Given what was to come. Wow. Um, but I've got some. I've got some more fun stuff. Uh, when Brennan, this is separate. Separate trivia. When Brennan and Dale are in their room showing each other their night vision goggles and the autographed sword, the camera pans around while the characters are walking, and a Hugo's pizza car, a uh, car light is on top of the chest of drawers in the room, which was the pizzeria that uh ricky bobby worked at when he ah, when he was no longer a race car driver there you go um at least there's at least five people six people that sing in this movie uh the only person whose voice was replaced by a professional was of course adam scott <laughs> <laughs> yeah right um do you know who auditioned for Derek? who john ham he would have been really good <laughs> good too uh apparently uh, adam scott got the role because uh paul rudd told adam mckay that uh, Adam Scott was one of the funniest people he knew. He did so good. Yeah, and McKay was like, when Paul Rudd tells you that, you just you, you have, have to, to believe it, it because yeah. Um, when it came to Mary Steenburgen, Will Ferrell called her after she played his stepmom and Elf, and he asked if she would be offended by playing his actual mom because she's only fourteen years older than him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I mentioned the the Pam person, and then there's one person who claims to have seen this film more times than he has seen any other movie. Who? <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. That's very intriguing. So a couple of weeks ago on our Oscars episode, uh, Uncle Nick P asked us if we have actors that we get confused with one another, and I didn't really have a good answer. I actually used to confuse both stepbrothers' parents with other people. Yeah. I used to confuse Richard Jenkins with Bradley Whitford, mm -hmm. who uh, we covered a Bradley Whitford movie, which was Billy Madison. Yep. Uh, they don't look anything alike. I don't know why I confuse. Maybe it's. I think I just think that Richard Jenkins looks like a Bradley Whitford. Mm. Uh, they were in Cabin in the and Woods, and they were in Cabin together. in the Woods together. And they were like friends in Cabin in the Woods. Mm -hmm. Like, is it uh, Mary Steenburgen and Catherine Keener? It is. Yeah. Which again are they are confusing. Our mom characters from this time period yes. in comedies. Yeah. And Judd Apatow produced comedies. Yes, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. But again, I now no way. I know. I obviously know both of them separately. Right. Uh, but at the time, and when I was younger, I, I got both of those totally. pairs confused. Yep. Uh, but it's funny, because if you asked me, like, okay, which one's in Step Brothers, I would have said Richard Jenkins and Mary Steenburgen. I just, I, if I, I see, know, if I see them in the wild, I'm like, I don't, I wasn't sure which one they right. were, but. Uh, oh, and that reminds me, I remembered at 5.57 a.m. this morning, yes. that the person I confused with Ben Foster is Ben Mendelsohn. Yes. So, just take that with what you need to. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the fight where they're wrestling with each other until they fall asleep mm -hmm. uh, is like what I feel like when I wake up with the baby at 3 a.m. Oh, my God. <laughs> when, like, he's just kicking his, and I, then we just both kind of, like, are, are like, begrudgingly on the chair together as I'm holding him and feeding him. <laughs> just awful. Yeah. Um, Beautiful time. Do you want to know what the most dated reference in this entire movie is? Um, What? 
So okay, I don't even think I mentioned Rob Riggle's character. He's like, he's like Derek Adam Scott Crony. Derek's crony, yeah. and he just keeps going pow, yeah, pow, which yeah. is improvised. Yeah, yeah. He said he just thought that it was funny that Adam Scott was like w- the way that he was saying things. So he was just he was just wanted to emphasize it in the background like an idiot. Pow 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 pow. Uh, he tells Brennan that he's going to eat his blank yeah. like Kobayashi. Yeah, now it's Joey Chestnut. It's pre Chestnut. This is PC. BC mm-hmm. before Chestnut. Yeah. It's like being pre Babe Ruth. Yeah, like that's so true. What a world this was when Kobayashi yeah. was was the man, and there was never when there was no Joey Chestnut yet. Yeah, that's true. An American hero, Joey Chestnut. Mm-hmm. That is wild. USA. And that was a specific time too between the rise of Kobayashi and the rise of Chestnut. That was like a five year period. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Right in there. Whew. Any non Americans listening to this, just look up the Coney Island hot dog eating contest. <laughs> you won't you won't regret it. Um, I wrote that our baby's second favorite singer is featured heavily in this movie Billy Joel that's true Um, what else do I got here Um, I had the this version of Porti Valare on my uh, iPod mini yeah. <laughs> thoughts <Really funny. laughs> uh, yeah that's pretty did you cool. have an iPod did you have an iPod I did did you have which one did you have I had a couple I had a mini and a touch I did not have a touch did you have a shuffle I think I just You seem like an iPod shuffle person. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means, but Me either. Any questions about my iPods? What so with the with the shuffle, you there was no screen. So how it's just you How just did you know what was on there? Russian roulette. <laughs> Honestly, I respect that. You plug it into the computer and you see it on there. That's what I do with my Spotify playlist. Now I just shuffle it anyway, there you so. Go. Who needs What are some other good songs you had? Good songs or songs? Like crazy, like weird. Like, why do you have that? Um. Well, on my iPod, mm, I don't know. I don't. I, I wasn't. I wasn't in, into music enough to have mm. like weird stuff on there. When I got to Spotify, once I started putting some playlists together with my friends on Spotify, that's when it got a little weird. Oh, okay. I had Crazy Frog, Axel F. I had no idea that's what that song was called. Bing bing. Frog frog. I had a uh, peanut butter jelly time. Um, I also had a song called Emo Kid. Okay. I went, I'm an emo kid, not conforming as can be. You'd be non conforming too if you look just like me. Who who did that? I, don't, I got it off LimeWire. <laughs> I also had the Pokemon song sung by the Smosh kids on YouTube. What are the, who are the Smosh kids? These two like kids, and they sang. They did the Pokemon song. Was it good? I mean, I think it was just the Pokemon song. But you weren't really a Pokemon fan. No, I didn't. I know. Okay. You don't need to be a Pokemon. No, fan. no. I was just no. I I know. I'm just saying. Like it's like that's. And a then lot. the big thing is, if you, <laughs> the first song that you have. Um, like alphabetically always like plays when like the iPod dies and start or like there's a thing where like constantly if it accidentally plays it plays that so it's not really shuffle and for so many that was for my regular iPod oh, okay and for so many people we all had the same one it was the A team by Ed Sheeran <laughs> Ed Sheeran was was iPod days it was like his first song oh man A team so it was A team so because it was A space team yeah it was the first song like a team I mean, sure. <laughs> but A-Team, like the movie, the A-Team has a hyphen. Yeah, this doesn't have a hyphen. Mm, Ed Sheeran. 
he knew grammatically, what he was doing. grammatically dubious. No, he knew what he was doing. It's kind of like if you're like triple A cleaners, and then you show up first in the yellow pages. <laughs> yes. Um, I just think I have the Ebert review, which <laughs> don't read it. Let's just say he didn't love it. No, I want to read it because it's because there was a vulture wrote an article after the fact i don't have a vulture article but it was like we don't know if roger ebert's okay after reading his stepbrother's review <laughs> basically he 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 went existential with it like he was like i'm sure i've seen he gave it a 1.5 out of 4 i'm sure i've seen movies with more extreme language than stepbrothers but here it seems to serve no purpose other than simply to exist in its own tiny way it lowers the civility of our civilization <laughs> adam mckay referenced that in the ringer article and he said that was the point. Like we wanted it to be as stupid as possible. Yeah, of course. Um, Ebert continued. <laughs> Sometimes I think I am living in a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> All about me. Standards are collapsing. Manners are evaporating. People show no respect for themselves. I am not a moralistic nut. I'm proud of the X-rated movie I once wrote. I like vulgarity if it's funny or serves a purpose. But what is going on here? I don't know. Then he describes like a whole part of the movie about like the part where, uh, which I didn't mention in the plot summary, where Will Ferrell buries John C. Riley alive. I love that part. He I says, love that part. I don't know. I'm burying you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it sounds funny when you read it. Coming at the end of a series of similar cruelties, it was one living burial too many. There's also an attempted drowning, and mm-hmm. never mind. <laughs> He's just so defeated. <laughs> and he ends it by saying, there is one genuinely funny moment in the movie. The blind man who lives next door has a guide dog that misbehaves, snarls, and bites people. Bad taste, yes. But I'm desperate here. Do you see why the dog doing it is funny, but Will Ferrell doing it to John C. Riley is not? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's uh, it. That's funny. He's just so, like, he's I love, worn. He's, I love Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert is world-weary in this Genius. review. Yeah, so, you know, not a not a glowing review from our boy Raj, but... You got to think, though, the end of 2008, it had been a long eight years. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. We so, were coming to the end of, of, of that time. A certain so. era. Yeah. Yes. A certain era referenced in the beginning of this That's film. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah. So that's what I got on Step Brothers. Uh, does Step Brothers make Baby's First Watch List? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our baby. Yup. <laughs> yup. Our baby and Step Brothers will become best friends. A hundred percent. Any takeaways? um no i have two i have embraced new situations yeah you may not always want to be doing what you have to do but you know make the best of it and second i couldn't say any better than than uh what's his name richard yeah uh don't lose your dinosaur Mm. stay weird perfect not too weird but be different i like it and be creative and use it to creatively solve problems perfect so that's Step Brothers, baby. Okay, what are we doing next? Next week, we are doing a movie from the same time period. It is High School Musical. I love this movie. I have never seen it in full. I didn't like what I've seen, but we're going <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna give it you a shot. You have to go into it knowing it's a DCOM, Disney Channel original movie. Oh, I didn't know it's that. It's like a made-for-TV movie. I understand that. Okay. I know what I'm getting into. It's- Directed by the god. Kenny Ortega. Yeah, it's Kenny Ortega. <laughs> it stars the likes of Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens, Ashley Tisdale, and the iconic... Lucas Grabeel? Corbin Blue. Oh, Corbin Blue. Don't forget Monique Coleman. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to end on Corbin Blue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love Corbin Blue. It's on Disney+. Plus. If you haven't seen it like me, go check it out. 
uh, and join us next week. Uh, after that, we are going to have a secret guest episode, which we referenced last week. Which We're we'll... still figuring out. It's secret to us. Though. Yeah. Yeah, but it'll get figured out. Um, and then Roadhouse again after that. So not oh, again, shit. but again, as in I told you last week. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, follow. You know the whole deal. Um, especially TikTok. We're doing decently on TikTok, which is nice. Okay. Um, so yeah. Hooray. That's it. That's Step Brothers. Okay. Have a great day. See you later. Bye.